Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. What's happening over there? Um, I'm excited that the kids are back in school, like, and we're down, like, it's been a month and they're like in a routine. Um, it's different routine. I have one at the high school full time. And then the oldest one is doing some PSEO classes. So he's like in and out. So he like has this freedom, but then he also is like, mom, can you make sure that I'm up and ready to go to my 11 o'clock class? I'm like, no, like wake up time was like at 6 a.m. So like I'm not anywhere like I have no desire like the middle of middle of my work day to like go make sure that he's awake. So it's just been like that little like mm-hmm. no. you're responsible enough to do these college classes. You're responsible enough to get your butt out of bed. So yep. Yep. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, especially when he's 17 next month. I'm like, no, my my mom would have laughed in my face if I I mean, she would have been my backup, but if I was relying on her, she would have just been like, are you kidding me? So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep. That's a definitely a transition. Um mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay, so today I think we're gonna talk about a slightly controversial topic. Um, yep. how to fire a client. Um, so I know that, um, you and I both have like pretty strong perspectives on this and that is, I, from my perspective, it's one of the main reasons that working for yourself is awesome because, um, I won't speak for everyone else in the universe, but I've definitely had not that many, quite frankly, like the vast majority of all of the people I've ever worked for as like bosses were wonderful human beings who I am still Mm -hmm. very good friends with today. Um, And I learned an incredible amount from all of them. And I have had a small minority of bosses who were terrible, but when you work for someone else, you don't really get to choose your boss. And the only way to get rid of your boss is to quit your job. So Mm -hmm. when you work for yourself, you're able to have this approach to work where you work for a whole bunch of different people at the same time. And if you're building a resilient business model where you have like diversified income sources and and that kind of stuff, you have the freedom to pick and choose who you work for. And sometimes you don't figure that out until after you've started working with them. Mm -hmm. I know that you and I have also both coached other freelancers on how to fire, how and when to fire a client. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yep. And I wonder if you want to 
kick us off? I do. I think it's both the how and the why to fire a client. So let me just start off by saying, when is it time to fire a client? And I think that's different for everybody. But I always go back to my reason that I freelance is really because I want financial freedom and I want time freedom. And when they're constant, like when a client is constantly questioning their bills that they get on Monday from Upwork, when I'm very transparent, but if you keep coming at me, like, like wanting an itemized list of what did you do last week? It takes me more time to go back and look at those screenshots or look at that checklist when I have all my processes in place and they know exactly where I'm at. I've given them all of the information, but they're still questioning that. I feel like that's kind of a trust issue that they just don't trust me. And that's a super important with the dollar amount that I'm billing at. I You can't just, I mean, think about it like this. You would never go to an attorney that you've hired and you would never go to them and be like, what did you spend these five minutes doing? What did you spend this half an hour doing? You know, you would never do that. Why do they do that? Why can they do that to a freelancer? And in my opinion, they can't. When that keeps happening, that's when I'm like, this is not working. Like if you don't trust me that I'm doing the best thing for you and for your business, or if things are taking a long time, like I had one client, um, one time where she would email me. I mean, we would have constant email threads. And at some point I just started responding to her and I would turn on the Upwork time tracker at the same time. And she'd get so annoyed because she'd have like literally an hour to two hours of build time. And in the memo, it would say email responses. And she thought that she didn't need to pay for those. And I'm like, I don't charge my clients for like those simple email responses until they get excessive. And I told her that up front, like, I'm happy to answer them. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to back that up into your work time. You know, so when I'm constantly being questioned, it just doesn't make sense anymore. So that's one of the reasons why I would fire a client. Another reason. Hold on, wait, let me just, let me name that so we can have these, like, we can like um, have a list because that's a big one for me. And I would call that one. I would call that one almost two things like micromanaging. Yep. So you do not hire at you. And that's about like hiring a freelancer that knows what they're doing. So like don't micromanage your freelancers. They're professionals. You hired them because they're professionals. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the other one I would say is around like um, payment. So anyone who is like questioning your payment, not paying you on time, um, nickel and diming you if you're charging them hourly. So those are, I think are two reasons just to like pull those out explicitly from what you're saying. Yep. And I also think trust goes in there too. So totally. maybe there's probably three. Okay. So the other main thing that is important to me is like, I just mentioned like freedom of financial freedom, but then also freedom of time. If I have a client who's constantly expecting me to work on weekends, expecting me to respond within, you know, 20 minutes to a couple hours of their time, when all of my clients from the very beginning, they know that I check my email at three very specific times in my day that I'm, that I literally have it carved out in my calendar. The first thing I do when I sit down to at my computer in the morning is I respond to all my emails and that's anywhere from five to 8 a.m. 
And then I have another midday check-in. And then I also respond before I'm done working for the day. And again, done working for the day can look a little bit different depending upon my tasks. But if they're constantly requesting, you know, a call here and a call there, and like, they're not being like considerate of the boundaries that I have in place, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that one is um, not respecting boundaries. Yeah. I would also say that one is like, sometimes how I label that one is um, expect like treating you like an employee, an on-call employee. So like just expecting you to be on call every time, not understanding that that's not the way freelancers operate. Freelancers have a variety of clients. We have to be responsive to all of them. That means that we're probably, we may not always respond to your email right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me give you a story of what happened this summer. So I had a major client that I loved working with in the beginning. It was a great working relationship. It had definitely its ups and downs, but it started becoming where they were micromanaging me. They were expecting me to work outside of normal work hours. Like I would go to my email and I think I would just be checking and I got into this reactionary mode of like, oh, I got to check my email. Oh, I got to check my email. Like I'm literally sitting in the middle of my son's first cross country meet and he's not running yet. And I like, oh, I haven't checked my email for like the last half hour. I better jump in and check it. Had three emails in there of like, where are you? What are you doing? Like, we need you like this and I'm like, they're expecting me to react right now when they knew well and earlier in the week, Thursday afternoon, I'm out, you know? And so that was like a shift where I had to question myself of, does this make sense anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's okay if that, you know, switches all of a sudden it just flips in your head of, does this make sense? You know, where now, as I'm working with clients, what I learned from that situation is I'm going to be more proactive of, is this still a passionate project? Because I do have projects that I work on. I have ongoing clients. And if that ongoing client relationship, I want to make sure that that still remains healthy and something that I'm passionate about doing. So now I've built it in those personal checkpoints. So I don't ever become in that reactionary, like, Oh my gosh, I got to check my email just to see if I have to respond. Yep. Absolutely. So again, I feel like that one is still like also like boundaries and like treating you like you're an employee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which all of this, I think like backs up into like, which is not the, what we'll talk about here, but all this backs up into like things that we've talked about before, like understanding what your boundaries are understanding why you do what you do. So like someone who's like, I'm doing this because I just want to like bust my ass for a couple of years and like work all the time and like make a shitload of money. Great. Your boundaries are going to look real different than like what my boundaries look like. And that's totally fine. But like, if you don't know that up front, it's hard to know what your criteria are for um, firing a client. If you don't actually know like why you do what you do and what's important to you. Um, so I think like getting clear on that up front is super important. Um, yeah. And I think that like a lot of these 
a lot of these examples for me, I mean, not like normal employees like to be micromanaged either. I don't think anyone likes to be micromanaged. But I also think that like a lot of the examples you're giving for me sound like, which I've encountered too, just people who don't understand the difference between a freelancer and employee. Exactly. So I want to pause here for a second because I feel like this is a disclaimer that's needed for all of our listeners. Like we're not saying that you have to be ready to fire a client or that all relationships going into freelancing is going to result into you feeling like you need to fire someone. But if you are in that situation where you're like, you're working with someone for a while and you're like, okay, this isn't working anymore. And they consistently get to that point where you're questioning things, reach out to one of us because that is probably something that you're not doing appropriately in the interview stage. Like you're not being clear with your boundaries. You're not asking the right questions. You're basically backing yourself into a corner and setting yourself up to put yourself into that situation where it just a few tweaks of your process in the beginning could rectify that. So you don't have those. I mean, um, I just was looking for, um, some stats from my, um, for an upcoming article that I'm working on with Upwork itself, um, with, like with the company, they're going to feature me and they wanted to know some different stats. And so I was just doing that research and I've had over 300 contracts on Upwork in the last five years. And I would say probably a handful of them were um, actually led to me firing them, like clients. Yeah. Um, so they can be very preventable. It's having those conversations up front too, before, you know, to see if, you want to work with them. I think that's absolutely right. And the other thing I would say too, is that it also is like, I do think that like, if you find yourself constantly getting the wrong clients, then that, then something is wrong with your intake process. So like, this isn't all about like clients are terrible. Cause I also think sometimes you end up firing clients that you're like, I think you're a perfectly wonderful human being. You just maybe need something different than what I can offer. Right. So it's not about like clients being terrible people either. And I also think it's just like a fundamental boss mindset shift where like when you're an employee, you never think about like you, it's either like quit my job or work for this boss. Like there is no in between. And so it's also just like a mindset shift. Once you start working for yourself to understand that, like, you don't have to put up with that. So it, I think a lot of people get trapped into being like this, like constant, like, oh, I'm just going to adjust what I do to like make this person like me. And you don't have to do that anymore. So now it's like up to you deciding what, again, and back to your point with the intake, what your boundaries are, how you want to operate and then finding people that match that. And that's where you're going to have the perfect clients. And if that's not, if that's, happen every once in a while, like it'll happen that like you, there's just a mismatch and you have to, you know, part ways. Um, But if you have, if you have that process honed in more often than not, you're just going to find amazing clients. You're going to work well together. It's going to be great. Once in a while, there's going to be, you know, an outlier, but Mm -hmm. in general, I think you're absolutely right. If your intake process is good, um, and you know, and you're clear on like what you want to get out of freelancing, then yeah. you've set yourself up for success. Yeah. And when you do have to fire a client, I think it's important to just kind of reflect on where did this go wrong? Instead of like coming at it as, oh my gosh, I messed up or like, you know, reading too much into it and getting too many emotions in it, you have to look at where things can be fixed so they can be prevented in the future. 
Totally. And I think that, again, I think that's like really a reflection upon yourself because it is like not not to blame yourself for like anything that your client like did wrong because like right knows we've all had crazy clients um but again it's like reflecting on your process reflecting on your expectations reflecting on what you told them up front and maybe you reflect on that and you're like I did everything right and this person is just crazy or whatever it is. Right. Um, so that might be like where you land after that reflection, but yep. you also might be like, okay, here's how I could have like had it, had a clearer scope of work, had better um, intake, been more upfront with people about like how I operate and what my hours are and what my boundaries are. Um, so it totally goes both ways. Um, I think that it, at least in the instances where it has happened to me, I often am like, okay, A, like I could have been more clear up front about like what I wanted to get out of this or what I wanted to get out of this shifted. So usually I have super long-term clients and what happens is that like going into it, I'm like, yes, is exactly what I want. And then like a year or two years later, I'm like, you know, what I have wanted sh- has shifted, has nothing to do with them at all. Um, and so there's a lot of ways to think about um, how you get how you get into that place and how you prevent it from happening. Mm -hmm. So what happens Leah, when you've done, so like you've done your reflection, you're like, you've come to the place where you're like, it is time. It's time for us to part ways. This relationship is no longer working. Tell me what happens next. You got to put your big girl panties on and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes not, um, it's not always the most fun. I drop a few, like, it's very strategic in my brain. It's not just a reaction. Um, It's been very few and far between where it's been very reaction, where I've just, like, one day decided, okay, I'm done. Like, I've had enough. No matter what they're going to say or do is going to change my mind. So that conversation looks a little bit different of versus the client that just maybe needs to have those boundaries reinforced. Like, I really like Truly, I really like working with them and I would be sad to not work with them anymore. If that's how I'm feeling, then I'll give them a little bit more leniency or I'll give them a little bit more time to adjust to my boundaries and expectations that I have for clients. Um, But it's having that conversation. When I do go to that conversation, I make sure that I have everything that they're going to need organized because I'm still Mm -hmm. going to ask them for a five-star review. Yep. Just because it's not working, I have no reason to believe that they should not be giving me a five-star review on Upwork because that's super important. Um, there's been a few times where that has not happened. And that's because, not necessarily because of my quality of work. I truly don't feel like it's ever been that. I think that that's been, they've been hurt, frustrated. Like that's them reacting. Yeah. And so, I think that's super important for both, like we get our work in completely different ways, but I think that's super important for both of us because it's reviews, referrals, relationships are key in all of this. Right. And you never want to burn a bridge. And so I also think sometimes you're approaching it in a way where you're not lying, (laughs) but you're, you're approaching it in a way where like, they don't even know that you're quote unquote firing them. So sometimes it can be like, and, and, and like, this is also like when sometimes your needs change over time and it's more about you than it is about them. So for instance, like 
I've been in instances where I'm like, hey, I actually just need to raise my rates like a lot. And like what I'm making here is like not working for like the, you know, what all my other contracts and, you know, the what the field is paying for this kind of stuff. And that might just come down to, well, you know, that doesn't really make sense for us. And so we end up parting ways. Right. And that's not necessarily like firing a client, but that's an example of something where it's like one of the pieces of the equation isn't working either on your side or their side. And you can approach them to be like, hey, here's how we could shift things to make it work. And sometimes that shift just isn't possible on one side or the other. And so there may be instances where you are um, firing a client, quote, who's not, whoever's not watching the video version of this, quote unquote, firing a client, but you're not approaching it being like, hey, this isn't working out. I think we should just part ways. You're like being super concrete about like, hey, my time has shifted and I'm actually not able to like be available during the times that you need me to be available. I'm not available to like be on call all the time like you want me to. I need more money. I need whatever it is. I I think if you also just like approach it with your reasons, then like they end up doing the work for you where they're like, yeah, that's actually not going to work for me. Like if you can show them why this isn't a good fit, it also, I think, feels less like um, vulnerable on them about like, hey, you're actually just like real crazy and I can't work for you. No one would obviously ever say to a client. But I, I had to, like, I was sidestepping it because I did really like working with a client one time. And I still remember this, like, and I was trying to get out of that contract and just trying and trying and trying. And I was trying to be the nicest person possible. And all of a sudden I was in the middle of a call and I'm like, I am so sorry. Like I, we've been having these conversations probably for the last few weeks now. And I feel like no matter what I do, you're not happy with. And so this is just not working anymore. And so I think that I need to get you X, Y, and Z and you need to, you need to find someone else that can get you what you need. Because no matter what I do, it just feels like I'm not getting you what you need and I'm not sure how to, to get you what you need. And so like, I just had to be as blunt as I could. I mean, it's like other relationships, right? Like if you ever have to break up with human. Like sometimes you like try and drop the hands and you're like, hey, like this isn't working and like it still isn't right. And sometimes you have to get to the point where you're like, look, I've been trying to like fix this or I've been trying to like tell you that this isn't working or I've been trying to like bring up reasons why maybe this isn't the right fit. And like you're maybe not hearing me. <laughs> right. And now I just need to tell you like we're breaking up. Like yep. that's it. Like I can't just like dance around it so I do think that like sometimes you can just like bring up the reasons and they will be like yeah that totally makes sense like I can't pay you that much money or I need someone to work full-time or whatever the thing is of why you two are not the right fit together but sometimes you just have to be like no we're done here (laughs) see you you later correct yeah it's it's not easy it's not fun And I think like for all, like I said, for all of us, you never want to bring a bridge, whether it's an Upwork review, whether it's like someone who's like a potential referral source for me later, um, or just like operates in the same community with people that I generally work for, you never want to burn a bridge. And so I think on almost every instance, again, it isn't about that, like anyone's 
it, in most cases, in 99.9% of cases, it is not about that, like, anyone is a bad human. It is just about that, like, it's a mismatch of, like, whatever they need is not what you are offering. And it sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure that out. Yeah. I was coaching someone recently. This is kind of off topic, but I don't know who's ever been on match.com or like any of those other dating sites. She's a new freelancer to Upwork. And she's like, also on one of those dating sites. And she's like, I feel like I'm getting it from both directions. She's like, I'm feeling like people are just looking at me if they want to work with me. And I'm feeling like everybody's looking at me if they want to date me. And I'm like, I just started laughing. Like that is the funniest thing ever. Cause it's true. It's like, you, you're putting this information out there to decide, is this a right fit? And sometimes like you can think that it's a right fit by reading their profile, by reading their job posting and all those things. But until you get in there, until you try, you're not going to know. Yeah. Yeah. And the I, more- think that, I think the only other thing I would add, I think your part about like when you go into that conversation, having everything they need ready to go. So you can be like, here you go. Clean slate. Like, no yeah. reason not to give me a five-star review. I think in instances where it's like not working, that's where like your um your backup network of freelancers is also a good thing to have. Because similar to the conversation we had about like staying in your lane, if you if sometimes it's just like they don't know what they need and so they hire you and then you're like, oh, you are not ready for me. Like you, there are seven steps that you got to do before you get to me. And so, or like you don't need, like you were seven steps after me or whatever it is. So having your like backup network where you're like, Hey, like I'm probably not the right person for this, but here's three other people that do like X, Y, Z that can totally help you out. That's another way of just like saving that relationship. Um, Because again, like, we want them to be successful, right? It's not like, um, it's not like we're like in it to be like, I'm just gonna like get my money and get out of here. Like the whole reason we do this is because we want people to be successful. Yeah. And um, so whatever you can do to make that happen when you part ways mm-hmm. is helpful. For sure. All right. Well, I feel like we just solved firing a client. I don't know about you. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, like Leah said, um, reach out to us. We're always happy to um, hear your stories and offer a little bit of advice. Um, but yeah, we hope this was helpful. Yes, for sure. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.